It is time for another journey deep into the lining of the magical talking hat. Hat wranglers Tony and William reach into the yawning chasm that is the hat and pull forth the questions you have posed. Will they tire of your question quickly? Is your name Azure Talon? Then perhaps they will. But then perhaps not. But that will remain a mystery until we venture into the magical talking hat. Okay, I have good news and I have bad news. Which do you want to hear first? Bad news. I don't got no heat in my house. It's 57 degrees. Yeah, that is it's not very good. cold. So something's been happening for a while. Because sometimes I would notice like, hey, the temperature on the thermostat says it is lower than the temperature that the thermostat says it's trying to achieve. And yet the heat's not on. Mm-hmm. What's that about? And I would mess with it and never really get it to work. But we didn't worry too much because it didn't happen that often. And like the next time it clicked over or whatever, it was fine. And our house does. I, I talk about our house being drafty and probably, but we don't lose heat that fast. Um, But then uh, when we came home from the trip, it was quite a bit colder and I couldn't make it work. And mm-hmm. the next day it worked once, but then it wouldn't work anymore. And I'm like, I got to call somebody. And then my wife, because she fancies herself the repair person, uh, YouTubed this kind of stuff and thought she figured out what it was. And so took it apart and couldn't do it. But the end result is now it we it does not work at all. Um, so we have, pardon my, my cat face. Um, we have uh, a repair person coming. Later today, which is why we are recording slightly early, because otherwise I'm a freeze to death. And we wouldn't want that. No, I wouldn't. And it was is that the good news that the person's coming? No. Oh no. The good news is the other bad news is as he's very clearly hunger striking and being batshit so i'll have to deal with that no the good news is our listeners slash viewers are the best mm-hmm. they have come out of the woodwork people i didn't even know were still listening and they sent in emails and that's awesome yeah that is awesome so thank you we do have our our, our standard azure talent and jazz who have been keeping us afloat for a while but other people came out and we'll you'll see when we get to those emails um so that's good yep it is also good that somebody is coming to fix yeah that's good yes hello everyone welcome to the magical talking hat podcast the only podcast that would give you all a really big hug, but it'd be very chilly right now because I'm very cold. So we won't do that. Also, that's not how recordings work uh, yet. Um, I'm Tony. And I'm William, and this is episode 672. I don't know why it's. I sounded like I wasn't sure that I was Tony. I, I, I'm, I'm definitely Tony. Tony? I'm Tony? Maybe? <laughs> we don't know? Could it be? Um, just fucking with Ezzy over here because that's what I do. It's really like you don't want to mess up your children when you raise them, but when you have pets, you get a little more leeway to just fuck with them for for shits and giggles. <laughs> Only a little bit, and then the animal rights people show up. But right, just just bugging them. Um. For those of you just joining us for the first time, we have a hat. It is magical. It has an email address, themagicaltalkinghat at gmail.com. People who listen or watch or whatever write in emails, and then we read them. I, that's it. That's how the show works. It's not, it's not much of a podcast, but it's a podcast. Um, yeah, and we haven't spoken for... Getting close to two weeks, I think. 
right? I, yeah, I guess so. Huh. In a couple of days, it'll be two weeks, I think. <laughs> I guess that's so how, how was your almost two weeks? Uh, good, I guess. Things could be going better with, uh, with uh, my caseload in uh, uh, internship. Um, but I mean, overall, everything's fine. We didn't really, haven't really done. We started watching um, True Detective with uh, the new Night's one. Night's Country. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How is it? Well, we, we like it so far, but like so many things, it's like, this is not similar, really. I mean, it's similar because there's a mystery and there's detectives, but it's like, it, it's it's not really in the same, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like Fargo was and that way where it didn't feel like or a normal Fargo yeah. season. I mean, you know, we had, we also ran into that with uh, American Horror Story. It had a season that was like, well, this isn't really now what they do. It had a half a season. Who had a half a season? Technically, American Horror Story was only Delicate Part One. Oh, I'm not talking about and Delicate. This I'm, year. Oh. I'm talking about the season right before. Oh, okay. It was, it was a perfectly good story. It was well made, well acted, but it wasn't, it didn't really fit in with yeah. what they usually do. And the same thing was true for Fargo. And now this, this. Oh no, he's frozen up, which probably means actually I've frozen up. This is no good. Oh boy. What? I heard him for a second. Or a dog barking. I don't know. Are we back? I think so. Okay. I was just saying that I I wasn't like upset with these shows for making a season that didn't really fit or anything, but I can understand other people feeling like they got sort of bait and switched, you know. This one, um, I like it just fine. I mean, it's interesting. It's, you know, it 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 feels like uh, American Horror Story and Fargo had established more of a brand, you know, so it seemed more more jarring when it was like, this is very different. Uh, I I don't have a, a a deep brand sense for this series, so when it 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 noticeably di- diverges or deviates, I mean it's noticeable, but it's like yeah, that's okay. I mean this will yeah. be fine. I do find it weird. Like people are very excited about Night Country, and they talk about how like because True Detective is just awesome, and it's always and this looks like it's going to be the same. And I didn't watch any True Detective. But from what I remember, because I do kind of keep track of the the buzz around these things, people absolutely loved the first season, really kind of fucking hated the second season, Hmm. and then basically just didn't even talk about the third season. Hmm. So I'm really confused that everybody's like, no, those three seasons were all stellar. (laughs) Um, I'm like, that's not what you said at the time. But I've I've been running into this a lot. It's really fascinating to see the reviews of something when it comes out, be it movie, book, TV show, video game, and then see how people talk about it years later. Mm. Cause like I, an example that won't mean much to anything there, there is a famous uh, video game series called devil may cry. And I don't play it cause you kind of have to have skill to play it. And I don't have skill, but it's just a crazy actiony thing. I remember when the second one came out, because I was watching a cable program called X-Play that used to review video games, and they gave the second one a four out of five. And these were pretty established reviewers who were in the industry and some of whom are still in the industry. And now you cannot swing a cat without hitting one of those list videos talking about shitty video games that brings up how shitty that one was and i'm like at the time y'all were like it's pretty okay not as good as the first but and i just love seeing that and it's so many i think i talked about this before somebody theorized the oscars should be about movies 10 years ago because there are a lot of movies that in the moment we're all just like amazing and we give them an award and then no one ever talks about them again 
or movies at the time didn't really do anything but then over the years people are like actually that's pretty impressive um and so i always find it very interesting but i distinctly remember people being unhappy with the second season specifically in comparison to the first season the first season was kind of a revelation i think yeah i don't remember i mean i don't think i paid much attention to what people people were saying the the thing that uh that i so you know obviously true detective it's supposed to be oh there's a there's a, a mystery and the detectives are going to solve it. It's not, I don't find them to be very like weirdly True that detective. The, 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 the either one actually, <laughs> I mean, there's, it's not like these detectives are Sherlock Holmes or something, or like, you know what I mean? Like uh, it's not that kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's, it seems like the, the, the crime or whatever they're working on, is almost secondary to really the characters of themselves and how they interact and how they sort of move through their world or whatever. And that the whole crime aspect of it and detective aspect of it, it's kind of a backdrop. Now in this one, sometimes the the detectives do that thing that you see. So like when there's a, when there's a procedural uh, TV show and it's first starting, what they always do is when they introduce the main character, they come in and they cold read someone or they notice a whole bunch of stuff in a crime scene that nobody else notices almost in an obnoxious way. This is doing just a little bit of that more. I th- Damn it, William. Why can't your internet be more like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's my internet. <sighs> this gets old. What do you think? I don't know if we got the first one. We'll see. It's not in the process of dropping it, but I guess we did this before. Maybe I really should ditch Mediacom after all. I thought they finally kind of had their shit together, but we'll, we'll it's, see. It's, it's not the camera now that you're thinking? No, 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 no. This is a separate thing. This is just shitty internet. Oh, okay. The camera did a thing where everything froze and like you know like the whiteout thing where like the program is not responding that's right, not right, this right. this is just my internet sucks or oh, possibly yeah. your internet but i'm pretty sure it's my internet. <laughs> um sorry uh, anyway you you were talking about how jody foster's terrible no i was just saying i think the last thing i was saying was this this one does a little bit more of that the detective sometimes sees things or actually actually also you see the process of of the the veteran detective trying to train the younger detective and what the right question is and all that stuff so there is a little bit more of that than in the other ones where as i was saying before i don't think they really cared about that stuff they were just telling a compelling character story really um but this has other elements that are different and uh, i I like them all right. And I like Jodie Foster. So, I mean, I think it's going to be fine. Oh, you know what? We're also watching The Leftovers. Oh. you wa- Did you watch that or? Oh, no. Okay. For, for a lot of reasons. But I supposedly, would, yes. that's the show that made people unhate Damon Lindelof. Although, since then, he's been working to make people hate him again, as far as I can tell. Like, that's the thing. When anybody talks about what a hack Damon Lindelof is, they're like, have you seen Leftovers? It's really good. I'm like, nope. But, you know, there's also everything else he's done. Because, because we, to do. we think, we think it's his usual shtick. I mean, I, it doesn't look like an improvement to me. I, I don't know why. I, I, by design, don't consume a lot of his stuff. Uh, I mean, we're still watching it mostly because, um, uh, there's an actress in it we like. Oh my god, I always forget her name. She was uh anyway. I would but, love there there is one thing I want you to learn for me because I don't want to watch it. 
in that show at some point, and it may be later season, the guy who played Larry Appleton in Perfect Strangers plays a character who I think is just the actor who played Larry Appleton in Perfect Strangers. And I don't mean like he's acting this. I mean, like, literally, it's a fictionalized version of that actor. I think. Right, so... so And that's per- so bizarre to me. Perfect Strangers shows up in the show all the time. For some reason, people are watching it on TV a lot. I love Perfect Strangers. I grew and, up on Perfect Strangers. I, I think that's where I developed my racist love of accents. <laughs> and so the story is... a. The story is about like 2% of the world's population just vanishes mm-hmm. left behind style. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, that guy, that actor is supposed to have been who's supposed to have vanished. One of the people that vanished, oh. but they find someone who looks a lot like him in South America or something. And they have, they have, you know, the, How much of that did you hear? <laughs> I went, so I they, for... they, they found fake cousin Larry in South America. Right. But someone had videoed him on their phone or whatever. And that guy from the guy who played that character, Perfect Strangers, is in. He's the one like he's that's. Him. Yeah, it's that actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just pissed off. Um, yeah, no, I, I saw some clip from it or something, and I was like, that's the dude who played Cousin Larry. And then he was, like, talking about Perfect Strangers on it, and I'm like, that's the dude who played Cousin Larry as the dude who played Cousin Larry. None of this. You're not hearing any of this because you froze up almost instantly. The problem is it's still got to be Zoom because I don't have this problem with anything else. Mm. Like, it's not like I'm watching YouTube even this time of day because I'm like, is it a time of day? Is it a traffic thing? But even this time of day, I'm not having this problem ever. I don't know. Anyway. I think last time you told me that Zoom's a resource hog. I never noticed that before, but maybe it is. That's what the various things that help me figure out to disconnect my camera said. Mm. Mm. I don't know if I believe them or not. (laughs) They also told me to disconnect my camera and that worked, but whatever. Well, I I mean, why don't you tell, why don't we attempt for you to tell me about your last couple weeks went? You had a lot well, more going on than me. I went on a trip to Minnesota for my birthday and my yeah. sister-in-law's birthday. Yeah. Um, and it was actually quite pleasant, I would say. Good. It was probably my favorite trip the three of us have taken. Uh, and and also my favorite place to stay, although it was still kind of crazy. Um, vacation rental properties that are designed to be vacation rentals gets so weird because 
there there are two primary issues that I have found in these because I've now done quite a few of them via Verbo and things like that. Um, it's very common that they have so many superfluous amenities, like whatever they think will make it appealing. And I think this is a successful gimmick to somebody else. Like, oh, it's got this feature and this feature. And you get there and you're like, wow, there's just a lot of features and it makes it confusing. And like, like it took a good two or three days for me to figure out what most of the light switches did. There were so many light switches and different things. And like there were artificial fireplaces like in different parts of the house uh including parts that definitely never needed it because like it was too hot anyway i mean we had a window cracked the whole time because the upstairs was way too hot wow um and it had one fake fireplace had its own thermostat on it which we didn't realize except my sister-in-law's bedroom was very close to the living room so when they would go to bed i would stop watching things on the tv and i would switch to just headphones and my laptop and watch things um, and I also turned off all the lights because everybody go to bed. And so, like the first night I'm there, I turn off all the lights. It's very dark. I'm watching things, and suddenly a fireplace is just like whoosh. And I'm like, oh shit, this place is haunted. <laughs> um, but then I found like no, it has just has a thermostat on it. So, <clears throat> um, uh... but once I kind of and okay, and the second thing is multiple owners. So here's how a vacation rental property works. Somebody buys a house and decides that's what it's going to be. And they're like, and we're going to make it spiffy. And we're going to start with this room right here. And they refurbish the shit out of that room, be it a bedroom or a bathroom or a kitchen with all sorts of amenities and all sorts of cool style and whatever. And then they kind of don't want to spend the money or have the money. And so they don't really do much more except like necessary things if you're lucky and then eventually they sell it to somebody else and they're like yeah we're gonna make this awesome we are gonna refurbish the whole thing starting with this completely different room and we are gonna refurbish the shit out of it in a completely different stylistic way than that other person had and then this repeats in it so you get this house where some of it's falling apart and some rooms are from like the not too distant future but they're all from like a different not too distant future. Like the master bathroom, I'm just going to say it was too big. Hmm. Like it did not need to be. And it had a full walk-in tile shower and a jacuzzi tub. And even with those things, it was way bigger than it needed to be. Wow. But meanwhile, like the bedroom downstairs had like sort of a cute little like sleigh bed. So you kind of like climbed up into a little thing and it was very cozy. It's also tiny, like smaller than I think the master bedroom closet. Hmm. And like upstairs, there's this crazy ass bathroom. Downstairs, there's a much smaller bathroom, but clearly somebody went fancy with it at one point because it has like a beaten copper sink and like hmm. a really fancy. Also, but meanwhile, most of the house didn't have any window treatments. Oh. just straight up and one of them had one but it wouldn't it was electrical blinds and the electricity didn't work on that one and also it's not obviously electrical but finally i found the way to do it upstairs and it's the same one downstairs but the downstairs one didn't work so it's just all bonkers but this is standard business for vacation rentals in my opinion huh. um and so it's weird but yeah i, I enjoyed that but anyway uh, I spent too much time on that. Um, we had fun. I, th I think I've talked before about how I can't be too busy or not busy enough. I need a healthy dose of relaxing and then doing shit. If I'm doing too much of either of them, the hard part was figuring out if I spend too much time with nothing I have to do, I go crazy. Um, and this trip, I think, was a real good blend for me of we went and did things and then we didn't do things. And that was fun. Nice. Um, you you saw some of the pictures. I sent you some of the pictures. Yeah. That's um, great. For my birthday meal at the Brazilian Steakhouse, which, holy shit, I was not prepared. Um, It was so good. And I got so full. <laughs> I... 
because it was my birthday, I could have had a free dessert and I just didn't. They were even like, you could take it to go. And I was like, wow. Um, there were 16 different offerings going around on skewers. I managed 13 of them and I just couldn't go on. And part of it is the little salad bar buffet market thing or whatever had too much really interesting stuff. And I tried to be careful, but I still got too much and I filled up on that. But so much. I scared the shit out of one of the guys going around with the skewers. Because <laughs> I... I had gotten to 12 things and I'm just like, oh, God, I don't know if I can anymore. I don't even know what's left because it wasn't all meat. They had grilled pineapple and grilled cheese that I didn't have. Then I was like, I saw some kind of sausage. I don't think I could. I don't know. And then the guy comes up next to me and was like, can I interest you all? in?" And I was like, ah, no. And then I saw what it was and I heard him say it was uh, chorizo. And it very clearly was Spanish chorizo, which is very different. And I really, and I was like, oh, okay, but just a little, just, but it was all rushed out at once. So this perfectly fine guy just came over and was like, could I interest you in some chorizo? And I was like, ah, no, well, okay, okay, but you have to promise me just a tiny bit. Just, and after he left, my wife was like, yeah, you scared the crap out of him. <laughs> and I literally had one bite and I like had it on my fork and I'm like, She's like, you don't have to. I'm like, no, it's going to be delicious. <laughs> and it was like, oh, this is really good. Oh, I don't want to swallow it. <laughs> and eventually I was just dead. And my wife felt really bad later. I found and I was just like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. This is what I expected, nay, intended to happen. <laughs> I planned to go and eat until I hate my life because I I knew what kind of place this was and I was going to do it. And I did it. And I don't know that I'm ever allowed to do it again. Because <laughs> I feel like, especially after a certain age, you only get so many trips to a Brazilian steakhouse, oh. especially if you're like me and have no self-control. But it was very tasty. If you are ever in Minneapolis, I say to listeners, not to William, I don't know what the fuck he'd eat. Um, go to uh, Fogo de Chao. It is very good. Also, funny size, my, my sister-in-law got me a birthday present. She got me a beanie with headphones hidden in it. Bluetooth headphones. Hmm. So, like, I can you can pull it down and you can hear. So, I'm excited. I haven't set it up yet, but I'm very excited for that. But also... When we went there, we parked a little far away and it was very, very cold. And I was kind of cold. And she said, I have a pair of gloves if you want them. And I said, sure. And she handed me these gloves and they were, they're like the little, I, I see a lot of women with these gloves. guys, not so much, but they're, they look way too small, but they're very stretchy mm -hmm. and they fit me really good. And they were mm -hmm. very tight and they felt very comfortable. It was very thin, but still warm. And then I was like, why are some of the fingers of it? And she's like, oh, they're, they're conductive. So you can yeah, like so you use your phone. phone or whatever. Yeah. And they had a little kitties on them oh. on the face. So it was pretty cute. And I was wearing the kitty hoodie. And so later I, I wore them all that day and then I gave them back. And I told her that I was like, I really, I got to get some of those gloves. I really like them. Nice. So then my sister-in-law had forgotten to give me a birthday present, but then she did a, a day or two later. And then there was also a little plastic thing with two pair of kitty gloves in it. So apparently my wife had told my sister and she just ordered them on Amazon delivered and I had totally missed it. So now nice. I have little kitty gloves. Oh, you've got them there. Let's see. Yeah, because there's no heat in my house. So I've been keeping them in the hoodie because I've been wearing them in the house because it's cold, but I can still play on my phone because these bits are, are conductive. Yeah. Um, the, the fingerprint lock doesn't work well right but i can use the passcode and then i have a second second one that's still in the thing that's like a slightly different pattern i think but it's basically the same thing so yeah kitty gloves oh wow i like them and they feel they feel really good and they're quite warm um i don't think they'd hold up to wet too well but the gloves i had didn't hold up to wet too well and they were worse in many ways so i'm very pleased about this um cool. we went we went so many places um we went to a korean 
fried chicken place. Right. I forgot you were going to do that. We specifically went to a restaurant called BBQ Chicken, but it's like B period BQ Chicken. And it's not barbecue chicken. That's like a joke, basically. And I knew about it because we had seen a Try Guys video that was dealing with fried chicken and they went to a Korean fried chicken place and it was BBQ Chicken. And then Trish found out it's a chain and there's one in Minneapolis. So we were like, we'll go there. I'm pretty sure it's like a big chain in Korea because oh. they have a TV there that's just <laughs> constantly showing commercials and it's all with Korean people and not in English. So I think oh. it's a big chain. But I was very excited and you could get all different kinds and uh, you could get it as like actual pieces of chicken, like whole bone in chicken or as chicken wings or as boneless chicken. And I was like, let's just do boneless chicken. Everybody's going to like that. It's easy, easy to share, whatever. So small, medium, large orders was eight pieces, 16 pieces, 24 pieces. And they're, they're I mean, they're good. Three, four bites a piece, I think. So this is going to be a lot of chicken. And I said, I was like, I know I'm ordering too much. I want leftovers. So don't be weird. There's only three of us. I know this is too much. So we got up 16 pieces of the golden original. And then my wife really wanted to try the soy garlic, which so we got eight pieces of that because my sister-in-law wasn't interested in any of the flavors. And then I had to try one that I had heard about on the video called Cheesling, which is apparently a flavor thing that is not just in fried chicken, but just in general is very popular in Korea. And what it is, is just coated in powdered cheese of the sort you might experience from like a craft dinner box. Oh, okay. So fried chicken coated in powdered cheese. Mm. And I remember in the video, the actual <laughs> Korean woman was like, Oh yeah, it's so good. And it's like so good. And the other people were all the white people were like, yeah, that's weird. They were like, it's not bad, but it's real weird. <laughs> and I, so I was like, I have to try it. Nobody else is going to try it. Um, my wife and my sister not so much into them overall. Uh, it is weird. The original that had nothing in it was still kind of spicy. There was something in it that gave it a little spice. Just overall, they weren't into it. I, it was not quite what I expected, but I was very into it. Such that I ate way too much there, but we had a ton of leftovers because they hardly ate any. And then I took it home. And then that evening, I ate a bunch more of it, way too much, got full. And then late at night, I fucking finished it. I was like, this is going to be for days. I finished it within probably 12 hours. Um, but it was good, huh? Was very, oh, so I love it. I love it. I love it. I think I loved it more than the, the Brazilian Steakhouse. Um, <laughs> also, a really good side order, kimchi, which I love kimchi. But I later took it and chopped it up and fried it and made kimchi scrambled eggs that were very good. Nice. Nice. Um, <clears throat> that was really good. And we got me an ice cream cake from a place called Milk Jam Creamery. Uh, the flavor we got, it's basically a chocolate peanut butter thing. It was very good. We had a different cake. My, my sister had gotten her own cake. And it was just a standard cake, marble cake with buttercream frosting from a bakery. It's the same bakery we get the happy birthday Jesus cake. Okay. It is fine. I don't know. I wasn't as into it. I was really into ice cream cake. They were into some of the other ones, so they didn't really eat much of it. So I ate a ton. Like, every meal, I had a big old piece of ice cream cake for the rest <laughs> of the week. And I still ended up throwing away, like, a quarter of it when we left. I just wow. couldn't eat that much. But it was good. Um... We went to uh, the Minneapolis Institute of Art, oh. which was very interesting. Um, so, all right, see if this jibes with your worldview. In my opinion, there are basically three kinds of museums, and I will say they overlap heavily okay. but there are three in my opinion distinct kinds okay one is what we call a natural history museum where it's all about you know oh prehistory and animals and and climate and you know science things like that i guess i guess i guess maybe it's a science i don't know science and industry gets in there too but i think it was natural natural history museum and then there's what i think of as an art museum which is just like 
here's some pretty shit. Look at it. Yeah. Um, and then there is I was trying to come up with the term for it, and then Trish reminded me because we've been to some an anthropological museum, which is basically a not natural history museum, where huh. it's a it's a it's a human history museum. Okay, sure. Um in my opinion, this was more that than it was an art museum. Really? Yes, for all that it was called the Institute. I mean, there was plenty of art, including some masterworks from European folks or whatever. And I mean, it, almost all through the medium of art. That's the thing. They all tend to have some art, maybe less so natural history. But like, there's still a lot. But it was very much about wanting you to learn things and teach you historical things and stuff like that. Huh. Um, and there was a slight problem with that because sometimes it got some things wrong. Really? Interesting. Uh, mostly when it was dealing with like some of the religious tenets of some of the non-Christian religion. It had a lot of Eastern religion exhibits and some of them they kind of did weird with. It also got problematic in places because they had like somebody's tomb and nobody was in that one, but apparently I didn't go up there, but apparently later they had one that, like, it specified in the description of what's in it that there were human remains. Hmm. And so it was a sarcophagus, and they just left the mummy in there, and they talked about, like, you know, we, we owe it to be respectful. And it's like, well, yeah, but you still are putting their dead body in a museum <laughs> on display. So that all gets kind of weird. But what I have discovered and I sort of knew this for a while, but it really crystallized on this trip because of the fact that it wasn't as much an art museum. I don't do art museums the way most people do or the way I used to. I deliberately am not interested in learning hmm. or, or gaining knowledge. I am there to experience art. And I am there to experience what art and as much art as I feel good with. So what happens is I go to a museum and I wander around and I see a piece that intrigues me and I stare at it for a wildly variable, indeterminate amount of time. It might be a few seconds. It might be 15 minutes. And I just drink it in. I usually work pretty hard not to read the plaque that says what who it is and what their history was. I just want to feel the art. And when I feel I have felt it, I just go until I find another thing like that. And when I feel I essentially have soaked up all the art feeling I, I want to do, I stop, regardless of how much of the museum I have seen. And so I kind of tried to do that with this one. And it was hard because, again, they wanted to teach me so much. And I did occasionally read the things, but it usually was just when I was like, what the hell even is that? So then I like <laughs> had to read. Um, but yeah, so that was the, and eventually I had enough. And so I went downstairs and played on my phone until they were all done. But. So that was weird. I mean, it was a good time, but yeah, it was it was a little bit not what we were expecting. Um, what else? All right. Well, a few things here. All right. Um, one, one bad thing happened on the trip. Mm. My wife cut her goddamn thumb off, or at least a chunk of it. Gracious. Yes, we bought. Uh, mandolin to make because they want to make my sister-in-law wanted scallop potatoes for her birthday dinner and so Trisha made, we bought a safety mandolin and it has all these great safety features but the one feature no mandolin has is a safety feature where and if you just fucking jam your fingers into the spot where the blade is where your fingers should never be is you gonna get cut like it has a whole like shunt and there was a thing you hold it she just reached in to like dislodge something and and we couldn't get it to stop bleeding and luckily the the rental had a fully stocked uh 
first aid kit. And so I'm trying to wrap it up into it, but it's a problem because it, it wants some bleeding. Um, and it's a very, it's not stitches because it's a very slice horizontal. Mm. Um, but it just keeps going. And so finally, after a couple of tries, we really, I just covered it and everything and it was good. We thought. And so the blood didn't get on much of the food. We cut the rest of the potatoes with a knife, but my sister-in-law and I finished making dinner. We had dinner. It was quite good. And it had been a couple hours and the, the thing looked fine. But we're like, okay, we should take a look at it again. And so we take the dressing and the dressing was stuck and it yanked off whatever was going and it started bleeding mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And then, so then I did another one on it and just everything I could and was like, okay, if this doesn't, if this soaks through, we have to go to the hospital because we're out of supplies. Wow. And so we sat down to watch TV and about 10 minutes later, she holds it up and she's like, see this red? And I was like, okay, we're going to the hospital. So we went to the ER and they thought they might have to cauterize it. Um, They didn't. Uh, Instead, uh, they used, I forget what it's called, but it's essentially a mesh that you put over a wound like that that aids in clotting and it just stays there. And it eventually will dry up and fall off like an actual scab. Mm. And they put mm. some of that on it and they put some nonstick gauze on that. And then they wrapped around it. And then they put uh, some bigger gauze around that. And then eventually they put what is called tube gauze, which is this big wire frame thing that makes it look like they're going to stick pins in it. Like when somebody's had cranial surgery, but it's just to hold the gauze open so they can go down, cover it and then turn it and then pull it up kind of like a diaper genie where it just like seals each end and eventually she had what i termed mega thumb which was just and they were like leave it two days minimum more like three before you even go in it because we really want to give it its maximum time to fucking clot wow and so we had mega thumb uh which meant that trish's plans of doing sewing and and beadwork over the week shot to hell um and then eventually right around two and a half days i think it got it started to irritate her a little bit so she took it off and is surprisingly okay um we kept dressing it because now there's just this little black scab and actually the wound is smaller than i used to think because there was so much blood i couldn't really see it um and now it seems to be doing okay. She's been getting a reaction to the adhesive on the bandages on the rest of her thumb. Oh, sure, yeah. But it but it occasionally cracks and oozes, so she thinks she should still cover it. So she's actually going to prompt care this afternoon, I think, to see what they think is a good idea. But it's overall is okay now. But it was it was pretty freaky. Yeah, um, it sounds but scary. We met Ashton Kutcher. Wow. How'd that happen? He was working in the ER, and I am pretty sure it was his first day. <laughs> um, he was at registration. He, sweetest guy, trying his best, fucked up ever. Like he could not keep the it, for, very first thing. He's like, "Are you here for the ER or the urgent care?" And we're like, "We don't know. We cut a chunk of her thumb off. What? Which does that fall into?" And then the one behind her is like, "Actually." the urgent care is closed and we're like oh then we're here for er he kept having to come in once we were in a room to like knock because he would get some of the information wrong and have to do it i had to spell my last name like three times which is insane um and his little badge he didn't look like ashton kutcher but his little badge said ashton k (laughs) and he said he was new and he's very he was sweet but he was he was very much new um, just in general, though, they were all super psyched because like nobody else was there. So they were all it's like so many people came by. They were all having fun with us. It's very interesting to not be at a tertiary medical facility because some of their stuff is super state of the art, like I would see at ours. And then some of it is real old school. Like they had the one where it's just the metal thermometer and you put the plastic thing on it and actually stick it in your mouth. Like and it's got the cord to it. I'm like, I haven't seen that in years. Me neither. Like it's crazy, but then other stuff was very up to date and and things like that. And their my chart's gonna like Trish Trish 
got onto my chart and now everything that happened there her doctor here knows and that's all good and that was actually really handy because they were like when was your last, te- last tetanus shot and she's like i have no idea i'm like i have my chart i can find out to the date and they didn't realize because i kept saying like it was august 8th 2014 and they're like so august oh crap i think you're gone again either that or you're really high <sighs> We had a good run. That one was funny. I actually said, like, either you've gone again or you're really high because it froze with you like this. Like, whoa, man. And for several seconds, you were staring at me like that. And I was like, that's not a normal look for him. And I was like, (laughs) oh, wait, he's not moving. Anyway, so that was not a great thing. Um, I want to stop before I get to the main event here because we don't have a lot of time. We're not going to get to an email. I'm sorry. It was a long time in between. This is what happens. I love that you all did it, and that's wonderful, and we will read them all because that's what we do, but not today. Um, so we have started... We've started watching a couple of things. We're actually watching the reboot of Night Court, which is... Reboot of Night Court? I didn't even... Yes. Oh, he's so shocked it broke the internet. No. I heard you for a second. All right. All right. All right. All right. Try not to be so shocked when I talk about the reboot of Night Court. It made the internet break. Sorry. Um, yes, it's actually in its second season. Wow. Um, and let me give you the lowdown on it. It's uh, Melissa Rausch, who played the sex pest's girlfriend and later wife and baby mom on Big Bang Theory. God damn it. This is good podcasting. What was the last thing you heard? You talked about someone on Big Bang Theory, which I didn't know who that I didn't yes. watch Big Bang Theory, so I have no idea who that is. Melissa Melissa Roush was a character who got introduced because she was dating one of the main guys, and then eventually they got married and had kids. I don't okay. remember her character's name. She had a very silly-sounding voice. I later found out she's a very good actress and a very good comedic actress in a lot of things, which is not that. Um, anyway, she plays the new judge to the same court the same night shift court that the original was in and specifically she is the daughter of the within the narrative recently deceased harry stone aka oh. harry anderson who's actually deceased no one else in the show is from before except in the first episode she reconnects with John Larroquette's character and convinces him to are you just very still or have you frozen again? God damn. Anyway, there's Night Court reboot. It's got John Larroquette playing the same character, um, and Melissa Roush is in it, and uh, nobody else you've heard of. It's it's not bad. We've watched two episodes, and the first one was very so-so, and the second one's a little bit better. Oh, it's on Peacock. Whatever. It's getting a second. It's it's almost done with the second season, so that's something. I don't know. Um. Anyway, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Uh, we're also watching Netflix's new attempt to revitalize. Iron Chef. Um, 
I hate the format. I like watching the cooking, but it's become very reality. Everything is oh god damn it. Makes me not want to do podcast anymore. Anyway, we're watching Netflix Iron Chef. It's not that good. Uh, we just started watching Bodies, which I think you watched. Uh-uh. Did you not? Uh-uh. On Netflix, uh-uh. it's a limited series uh, about. Well, I don't know entirely yet, but basically, the same dead body has been found in the same alley in London in like four different time periods. Sorry, yeah, we did watch that. I just didn't remember that's what it was called. Yeah. I still don't remember that being what it was called. Anyway, we're done here. Um, Please write in, and hopefully if we can make the podcast work, we'll actually do the podcast. Bye. And we're done. Bye, everyone. Yet another mystery solved by the hosts of the Magical Talking Hat. Do you have a question that begs to be answered? Then please write the hat at themagicaltalkinghat at gmail.com. That's themagicaltalkinghat at gmail.com. Also, visit the hat at themagicaltalkinghat.com. The music for this episode was provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. <laughs>